The Pod Doctors is brought to you by the Kindle book, Saving Limbs, Saving Lives, Advanced Treatments to Prevent Amputations in Diabetic Populations. This book by Dr. Damien Dauphiné discusses specific patient cases in diabetic limb preservation, which highlight the modern use of wound care technology that has exploded in the last 20 years. With only one advanced therapy available in 1999, there are now hundreds of options to help close chronic wounds in diabetic patients. Dr. Dauphiné distills these options down to show patients and physicians treating these patients how combinations of these products can be used to save limbs and save lives. Welcome to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damien Dauphiné, board-certified foot and ankle surgeon, and my partner, Dr. Rafa Hussein, fellowship-trained podiatric surgeon, and we are The Pod Doctors. Each week, The Pod Doctors will be discussing aspects of podiatric medicine and surgery to educate our audience on common foot and ankle problems and the latest treatment options available. We hope to bring you interesting and informative shows each week discussing all the crazy ways that our wonderful foot can malfunction and cause us problems. So please find us on all the platforms where you find your typical podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and YouTube where you can view our videos. So please like and subscribe, and we will see you next time on The Pod Doctors. Welcome to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damien Dauphiné, and I'm here with my partner, Dr. Rafi Hussain. And today, Dr. Hussein, we are going to talk about Jones fractures and uh, kind of highlight a particular surgical technique which we use to fixate those uh, naughty little Jones fractures, which can be a real problem. Yeah, sometimes it can be easy, sometimes it can be pretty hard. So this is the easy version. We um, You're making it look easy, is what you mean. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll get a full scope of what we actually do in there. So let's just do a quick recap on what Jones fractures are. Jones fractures are notoriously common uh, fractures in the foot. Um, fifth metatarsal fracture, it's a type of avulsion type fracture that typically happens at the metatarsal base of the fifth met. The only reason that they're so popular, so much that we talk about them, is that they're um, very high risk for a non-union or delayed union based on the blood flow. So what qualifies as a Jones fracture? Typically, I don't know what you consider, but generally the rule of thumb, it's because it's argued. I say anything that articulates the articular surface, the fourth and fifth met, that tends to be that sweet spot for what a true Jones fracture is. Yeah, past that, yeah, to a certain point down the shaft. Because you're getting blood flow from the main bone, blood flow coming in through the the tendon attachment, and you've just got that relative disvascular area. That's a perfect uh, little diagram of of where that problem seems to lie. So when you... When you have a fracture through that zone of relative uh, disvascularity, that the avascular zone, that's yeah, when that you watershed get, area. It's yeah. a, you pop that one main artery to that area, and suddenly that that bone just doesn't heal well. And that's a great X-ray of what you don't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, so that's a bone that's been trying to heal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it hasn't been doing too well. You're seeing that bony ingrowth, but obviously, you're still seeing that. Um, that fracture so you really want to see bridging across it rather than the you see that at eight weeks and that's probably not a fracture you should have treated conservatively you yeah. probably should have put a screw across or a plate on it yep yeah i really i tell patients uh, it's 50 50 most of the literature says it's a 50 50 that you're getting a non-union versus 
or delayed union versus um, a heel fracture. And I tell them if it's good at position and you can stay off of it, we can definitely try conservative. But more often than not, these fractures are, are gapped just on the mechanism of how they're pulled. Uh, their tendons pulling one way, the foot's pulling the opposite way. There's typically a gap there, and <laughs> we typically end up fixing these surgically. Uh, that's a great video of <laughs> some ridiculous shoes. The uh, I think the other thing to keep in mind, not only is the tendon attachment working against you, um, but it's just hard to get people to stay off their foot. Yeah. And and to do the worst these, part. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> just wait till we get yeah. to my patient. <laughs> the, 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 even putting people in a cam boot, they have to understand that the perineus brevis tendon attachment, that, that muscle is a stabilizer. So it's firing even when you put your foot down in a boot. Yeah. The boot's not eliminating the, the action of that muscle tendon unit. So A lot of the times yeah. you'll see these patients come in from urgent care ER and they'll be in a surgical shoe and they're like, all right, first we got to put you in a boot or a splint or a cast because we got to mobilize that ankle because mm-hmm. that tendon that's coming down is actually coming down from the side of the ankle and up the side of the leg. So anytime that ankle is moving, you're actually technically pulling on that bone. And it's just, it's just making the osteoblastic jumping distance beyond what the osteoblasts can do. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see what we're missing. Oh, Those so here's classic. a classic, yeah, Jones yeah. fractures. Uh, this is textbook, you know, mm-hmm. just... Yeah, it's just it, that fracture in any other part of the bone would probably heal beautifully, but in that particular zone of avascularity, it, it's problematic. Yeah. Let's see. All right, let's keep going. So this is this is my patient. All right, no names. Uh, older lady. All right, um, as you can tell from the yeah, arthritis she's that got she's got going on. Osteopenia. <laughs> yeah, some some generalized osteopenia. She's probably in her seventies or eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 early 70s. She had that Jones fracture. She came in, foot was hurting, bruising. We got the x-rays. And I told her, I was like, look, um, from the way this is looking, the gapping that you already have going on here, you'd be a good candidate for surgery because, you know, the, the poor blood flow, the low bone density, the, the risk of this becoming a delayed union. She was like, let me think about it. Let me get back to you. I was like, all right, I can get you going next week, Wednesday. Easy. Get them in as quick as possible. A week's time, we'll get the swelling down. We can get it going. So this is, I don't know, this was like early in the week, um, Wednesday, Thursday or something like that. I saw them. They come back that following Monday, all right, uh, and she's been walking on it because I told her not to walk on it. So obviously she was walking on it. And she comes in, she tells me, it hasn't been hurting me. I feel no pain. The bruising has got better. And she's like, I think it's healing. I think it's doing well. And I was like, I don't think so. But let's get some x-rays, you know? <laughs> and um, That's amazing what we can rationalize. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. let me rephrase that. She told me she wanted to get x-rays to confirm that it was healing. I actually was like, I don't think so. We need to fix this surgically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want you to get another x-ray if you don't need to. She actually told me she wants to get x-rays, and her husband was with her, and he was very, he's like, yeah, let's get x-rays. I'm pretty sure it's going to be healing up. She has no pain. That means it's doing well. And I was like, that's not how bones work, but let's get x-rays. <laughs> All right, so this is obviously a larger gap that yeah. we're seeing here. And, yeah. and some of that may be bony resorption happening yeah. already too, but that's still, that's that's a significant gap. So I was like, look, we definitely yeah, need to go in. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we definitely need to go in. We need to, you know, um, uh, fix this. And she was walking without the boots. Not even like she was walking yeah. with the boot. So anyways. Physics are not in her favor at this stage. So we talked about fixation. I tell them, I do my spiel with these. I was like, look, I attempt to do my screw. Um, if it doesn't look like it's going well, or I spend like 10, 15 minutes on the, the fixation, the K-wire placement, and you'll see it's kind of um, a balancing act. If the screw doesn't look like it's going to um, go across there well and cause compression, or I'm just not able to get that K-wire to you know hit dead center down that shaft, I just open them up. You know, I, I, what's, the, what's the saying? I um, 
cash in on my losses or whatever whatever the saying is. Cut your losses. Cut my losses. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I cut my losses. I open them up completely, and I usually put a hook plate across there. I don't know. Yeah, I like the hook plates. Um, there's different ways to fixate them. We, we talked about this before. You can do screws and staples. The older technique was... Um, surclage wire. Surclage wire. The, with yeah, the K-wire. With the What's K-wire. that called? Um, uh, tendon band. Tension band. Tension band. Yeah, yes. old school. Look at you, Dr. D. Oh, yeah. I'm still... <laughs> I still remember when those were still used. Yeah. So that's how long I've been doing this. Yeah. Thankfully, we've got uh, locking screw and plate constructs that are so much more stable. So I bring her to the OR. This is the initial picture again, the OR while she's sedating everything. So let's jump into the, uh, the, the case. That's a nice view of the C-arm. Yeah. So hold on. Let the C-arm move. Come on, guy. <laughs> who's, this, who's this guy running the camera? So before I, I do anything, I always draw my incisions. You'll see that I draw everything just because... Um, draw, it's drawn out the anatomy. Yeah. Yeah, it's wasted time. Why why waste my tourniquet time on uh, on drawing? So I typically I'll draw my incision where this giant rubber band looking thing, this is an S mark. It pretty much sanguinates the foot. We're squeezing the blood flow out of the foot, uh, arterial and venous. And um And yeah. then we're applying that the tourniquet at the ankle level to Yeah, the tourniquet is right up yeah, here. You yeah, can't yeah. see it's under mm-hmm. the dressing. So one of the advantages of being an extremity surgeon is we can we can use tourniquets. Yeah, yeah. Head and neck, not so much. Yeah, so if you saw, I have a couple of dots, a couple of markers, something that I just kind of feel. So, um, so you're I'm, feeling for the base of that metatarsal shaft, yeah, or the, so, sorry, the tubercle there. Yeah. So I'm just opening up this little hemostat. I'm causing, um, I'm spreading a little pocket in there so I can get my, my um, driver in there, get my tools in there. And now I try to place that K-wire. Now the hard part about this K-wire, you're like, oh, doc, it's just throwing a K-wire. You have x-ray, you should be able to do this. Oh no, this is very difficult. The, the angle am- makes it tough. Oh my God, you're yeah. literally, you're hugging the side of their foot and the bone is coming in like this, right? You're coming in on an angle like this and you got to throw it. So you're like twisting their foot, you're, you're, you're angling their foot, you're trying to find that sweet spot. And I'm literally trying just to get the tip, right? Just the tip of the base. I'm making sure I get great bony purchase. So when I throw my screw, the head of that screw can get across that base and actually have something to hold on to to cause that compression. So the, the x-ray on the left wouldn't do the trick. But no. the x-ray on the right is showing you're pretty close to getting down the shaft. Yeah, there's a lot of fiddle factor in this. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, so this you're, is you're fighting the soft tissues. Yeah, and then yeah. on one view you're like, oh, I'm dead center, and then on the other view I'm like, oh, I'm way off. Then you gotta you gotta keep that that thing that uh, K wire in the same plane on that one view, mm-hmm. and then fiddle it around until you get in the other view. Because you don't want the screw like halfway out of the bone. You want it you you want it down the shaft, obviously. Yeah, I don't know if you've. I mean, I've clearly seen X-rays from other surgeons that they whiffed. Yeah, and and they must have gotten fooled. In the OR with the C-arm. It's an extra would, 10 seconds. Just yeah. just rotate that thing around. Yeah. You, you would clearly not want that where it is in the OR. You wouldn't have left it there if you could have seen it. Yeah. So you're exactly right. Yeah. Imagine, so that's why you twice. see me twisting that C-arm, getting different views, stressing yeah. that foot. You can get fooled. Another technique that um that I like to use sometimes if I I got it into the shaft and every time I put it up it keeps on going out the other side of the cortex and not kind of tracing the uh, the canal you can tap the back you can kind of just tap it in so it kind of rather than spinning that, that mm, sharp trip right. you're bouncing yeah you're just yeah. kind of bouncing that along the shaft because it's a flexible wire <laughs> you can see how much I'm literally pushing against that <clears throat> that uh, the side of that heel bone here so that, that's uh, what makes that a challenging throw. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, super hard, especially in larger patients. It's like near impossible. Yeah. 
Yeah, so she was on the borderline. So uh, I'm I'm fairly confident. I'm getting. I mean, I think I got like almost thirty pictures in this surgery. I mean, just just tap 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 tap. Oh, all right. Got to back it up. Got to realign it and getting that wire in. You can kind of see me getting a little frustrated. I was like, come on, just, just go in. And the advantage of, of this is that you're theoretically going to leave her with a very small incision that's going to heal up beautifully. Oh, you yeah. haven't stripped periosteum off the bone. Yeah, you're not doing any damage yeah. from the surgery. So that, it, th- even though you, this may take a little longer, ultimately this is a big advantage for the patient if, it, if you can get the K-wire lined up and then throw the screw appropriately across that K-wire. Yeah, I think that all guy. in all, it took me like 12 minutes yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it's that's crazy totally, quick. When you can but, get it done that way, that's totally worth it. Yeah. If you so can, here we are. If you can fight the fiddle factor. Yeah, that's the, that's the hard part. Yeah. So I get it down the shaft. Oh, it's looking beautiful, yeah. you know. And you're right? seeing it in two views. Yeah, so I'm getting you know multiple you're not, views. You're not getting fooled by, by your views. Yeah, it happens so often. You know, you'll throw it down. You're like, oh, this is beautiful. You'll get it from the side view, right? And you're like, all right, let's bring it up. And you'll see that you're, you're just airballing it. You're, you're literally just off the side. You're not even hitting the bone, you know. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, time to uh, get my fixation. So you'll see that I typically, when I get to this point, I'll drive that K-wire in just a little bit further so I know that I can, you know, put that screw in, overdrill, underdrill, whatever I'm doing. Um, I don't have to worry about that K-wire coming off and then I'm start from scratch all over again. A lot of people like to do the solid screws. I'm more of the cannulated screw person. The screws have just gotten so solid recently that uh, I'm not a big solid screw person. I don't know. What do you do? Yeah, the cannulated or are stupid proof so yeah uh, that's always an advantage yeah so here you can kind of see i have the drill and i have a tissue protector the tissue protector is there to help protect the soft tissue the the tendon the nerves anything that might be running across there and then my drill and all i'm doing is just breaking that near cortex i'm getting pictures to make sure that i'm getting just across the uh the the um, proximal fracture site so when i put my screw in there i get compression i mean the screws themselves are typically uh, partially threaded so i measured and then i was like you know what uh i, I drove that screw a little bit further i don't want to just you, you know need to do some math yeah i don't want to do no any math on this so i usually grab the, the, the screws on these anyways um just because sometimes you never know uh the screws might be a little bit long so here uh, i don't know i think i grabbed like a 50 or something like that typically between 55 and 45 ends up being that sweet spot for mm-hmm. these um, a little bit long, a little bit short, depending on the type of bones. And so I'm you're just, taking fluoroscopic views with the screw. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just literally just line it on there, and the tissue isn't that deep, so you're not going to get that weird magnification. Sometimes you can get with um with different screws and different um uh, distances on the uh, the X-ray. Uh, I don't know who said that was. It, it would be cool next time to actually have somebody shoot pictures of the fluoro. Oh, I do have the fluoro of the x-rays, though. So oh, cool. I, I do have some some pictures. Okay. But, yeah, we got to get some. We, you we, know, I'm just going to be like, fellow. Drew, Drew, get your camera out. Drew's my rep that I typically we, use. We need a fellow. Yeah. That's what we need. But then if we had a fellow, I'd be having him do the surgery. Uh, but then you could take pictures. Yeah. Because they don't. you don't have to hold their hands. <laughs> So this was a funny part. I think I said this last time. I was putting this screw across there, and um, I was like, why isn't this ratcheting, right? Because you hadn't clicked it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking pictures. I'm bringing it across there. And the other thing with this is when you get that good screw placement, you don't know if there's there's tissue in between, there's bony fragments in between, there's debris in between, whatever. So if you're not getting that good compression, you put that screw across there for nothing, you know? Yeah. So that's the other part of this. Um, you got to be extra cautious with. So I'm taking my pictures. I'm making sure I'm getting good compression. You'll see that I'll put the screw in a little bit further, and, you know, just tweaking it just a little bit just to make sure I get that good compression. The other part you're balancing is the screw stripping. So here, <laughs> finger strength, I'm trying to pull that K-wire out. I drove it a little bit further, so obviously. It was in there um, pretty good. Yeah, it was in there nice and solid. 
There we go. So this is me placing the oh, screw. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool. sizing the screw up. I'm like, all right, here's the fracture site, right? So mm-hmm. I got more than enough threads. I probably could have used a long thread version, but I'm using the short thread. And um, I threw that across there. Worked out beautifully. Here's the before. So, you know, obvious fracture that we saw. And um, here's the after. And um, Beautiful. Yeah, nice compression, real simple. And, and like I said. Percutaneous. Yeah, tiny, tiny incision. Works out so good. Um, when you can, and then obviously when you can't, you put the big hook plate, hook plate across there. Well, that's what I prefer, <coughs> whatever anyone else does. Yeah, I think um, the hook plates are nice. I had a hook plate surgery. I do have the video for one. Um, I did a couple of weeks back, but I don't have the x-rays anymore. I'm having the IT guys trying to find it because mm. uh, I know they have somewhere saved on the cloud, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, who knows how to work the cloud, you know? <laughs> so Very nice. Well, yeah. that, that's a cool one. That's a, a rather common... Uh, surgery that we do that can be complicated and, and a pain in the butt and you made it look pretty easy. So yeah. that's that's fantastic. Yeah, super simple. Recoveries, you know, you put them in a boot or a cast or a splint. Um, do you try to get a- exogen bone stem? I or, do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I was gonna why say, not? This, this is one that is kind of a slam dunk from an insurance standpoint. They understand that these can be complicated by delayed union even if you put in the appropriate fixation just such a high risk that insurance will cover these for fresh fractures um ultrasound type bone stems typically you know the the tailor neck and the fifth mat base are notorious in the foot in the hand you have the scaphoid i mean there's different parts to different um, um bones in your body that the insurance will cover and they work out well yeah very cool so that's it for jones <laughs> fractures uh, that's our, our little surgery nice. video for the easy surgery uh, when i get pictures or if i have another case i'll make sure i steal those uh those x-rays and remember and, and we we haven't spent a lot of time on this but we do show bad outcomes as well because oh, yeah. it does always make me nervous when you go to a conference and and everyone shows does you all their fantastic work and they yeah. don't show any that didn't turn out well and what they did about it. So yeah, I had we, my first hammer toe failure this, this, uh, this oh, today. Nice. So we, that should be a, that should be a, uh, that should be a show. We should definitely do an episode yeah. on, on some outcomes that weren't ideal that we were able to then create a much better situation for the patient. Yeah. Cause we don't have a lot of control over bone healing sometimes. And, and also patients behaviors at home. And sometimes that has an impact. Sometimes we just whiffed, and you know yeah. that happens. But um, yeah. you know, we this guy was riding an ATV. So. <laughs> okay, so so you're that's your get out of jail free card right there. You're yeah. like, dude, <laughs> really? Like, Come on. But you know, things happen. You never know what happened. I've had people up in uh, uh, deer blinds, you know, two weeks out from major <laughs> Charcot surgery, and you know, you're like, he's got red ants in his dressing, oh. and I'm like, dude, what do you what do you think? Did I ever tell you that story? So I was doing residency and my residency was out in Houston, right? And um, we did this, you know, Charcot recon on this guy. My residency was huge in Charcot, not, not my favorite thing. I know that you love it, but mm. it's just way too much headache for me. So we had this giant crow boot, you know, we did the, the surgery. He's doing great with frames off. He's doing wonderful. He comes back in and his, his boot is just disgusting. I mean, absolutely disgusting. And we're like, what happened? What? It's not even raining out. What's going on with your boot, right? And um, he's like, yeah, I went um, uh, crawdadding, right? Or, or craw, crawfish, or whatever it is called, out in the bayou. That's and their anchor the their anchor broke. So he took his boot off and used it as an anchor. He tossed no. that thing into I'm not even kidding you. Oh. True story. Yep. He used his crow boot as an anchor for the boat. Yeah, those things are solid. You know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, that trumps pretty much any story I have about yep. stupidity after surgery. That's 
That's awesome. Thank you, Dr. Hussein, for uh, <laughs> providing that little nugget for the day. Well, thanks, guys, for hanging out with us, talking about Jones fractures and some of the real uh, potential difficulties that we can um, address in the OR. And uh, Dr. Hussein uh, did that beautifully. And we will see you next time on the Pod Doctors. Thank you for listening to the Pod Doctors. We appreciate all of our listeners and subscribers. If you'd like to hear more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and watch our videos on YouTube. Like, thumbs up, subscribe, be safe. See you all next time. Bye-bye.